wherever you're going, whatever you are doing, whatever shenanigans you're out and about causing, we appreciate you riding with T-Bosh and the fellas talking life and sports. You know what time it is. Episode Deuce Deuce 22. Our little gang of over-opinionated misfits is back together for another round of absurd sports commentary. College basketball, we're on the conference play officially. The cupcake out of conference warm-up games are almost over, and it's now time to get down to business and around these parts. I mean, in the land of the fellas, of course, there's only one brand of college hoops that we care about, and that, folks, is ACC basketball. Today, gentlemen, we're gonna be playing the role of the NFL Fines and Appeal Commission. What punishment do some of these pretty recent brutal hits deserve, if any? And let's not forget the fellas, we take the holidays very, very seriously. Combine that with the ridiculously over-competitive nature of this group of clowns, and what do you get? If you were thinking Christmas tree decorating competition, well then damn it, you hit it right on the head. We're gonna let the listeners decide who has the nicest tree. We'll tell you how later in the episode. Our first fella goes to random hippie stores that for some reason sell Christmas trees. And then he haggles the guy down at the store for a $30 tree. We're gonna call that a win. We call him Perez, but you can call him Chris Perez. I originally went to the store to get Tombo a present. Apparently he got it. And uh, Merry Christmas, Tombo. <laughs> appreciate that. I appreciate, I appreciate you, Perez. And uh, congratulations on us for recording episode 28. <laughs> yeah, welcome, welcome just, to the just, uh, last episode, ladies and gentlemen. I almost just uh, spit out my LaCroix all over my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we've got the card slinging, poker dealing, fantasy football, sleeper picking, hot tub, son of a gun. It's the tub, Dustin Minor. Did you just said you just... Spit out that sweet nectar LaCroix. You better start slurping that up the, off the table, Tombo. <laughs> it's liquid gold, brother. I know, I know. Welcome. Looks good, gents. It's a nice crisp 89 degrees down here in South Florida. And uh, all us Panther fans like to give a shout-out to the Dolphins for being the, uh, the Patriots. Keep pounding. Absolutely. Uh, F the Patriots. <laughs> Welcome back, gents. I'm your terrible but passionate host and creator, Thomas Bosch. Episode 22 of T-Bosch and the Fellas Talk in life and sports we're doing it from charleston where i'm pretty sure it's like 42 degrees out and mother nature got lost down here in the low country let's bang this thing out gentlemen but first let us fellas use grace and gratitude as we honor the gods the gods of cran raspberry and peach pear all natural no calorie bubbles of ecstasy in your mouth Lacroix, we give thanks we give thanks that you let us taste your delicious nectar on our taste buds now hook the fellas up with that sponsorship. And LaCroix, we will not stop until it becomes so. Perez, I'm sorry I already opened it. I'm sipping, bro. You know what, LaCroix? <laughs> you need to stop being coy. Just reach out. <laughs> Just reach you've out. Already, you've already slipped into the DMs? Yeah. <laughs> let's make this thing let's, let's make this thing happen. Yeah, let's Come make on. it official, LaCroix. Let's make it official, LaCroix. I know you see me. I see you. Hey, we've been peeping you, LaCroix. I'm just saying that. Hey. <laughs> Hey, we were uh, we were DMing back and forth at two thirty in the morning the other day. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Hook it up, Lacroix. We'll leave it there <laughs> on that late night tip. We'll leave it there, <laughs> gentlemen. Let's cover some life real quick before we get into our sports topics of the day. We had the first round of our fantasy football playoffs that happened this past weekend. Three of the four teams that made it into our rock bottom fantasy football league 
We're all guests and fellas on this show. The fourth will be Mr. Brett Hall, the guy who yells at the computer. You've heard about him before. And then you've got P-Tubs Deuces Wild, the combination team of Dustin and Chris. You've got Dez Nuts in your mouth, Mr. Alan Burns, and get off my Ditka Johnny Tabersi. Now, unfortunately for Brett Hall and Johnny Tabersi, the first round of the playoffs are over, and so are their dreams of winning a championship. It is officially P-Tubs Deuces Wild, Dustin and Chris versus Alan Burns, Dez Nuts in your mouth. For the championship, gentlemen, how do you feel about the matchup? I feel good, dude. I, uh, our, our team has been rolling. It, uh, I think we've had the best team since week four or five when we got angry. Uh, we didn't start off exactly how we'd like to, and we weren't really happy about it. And through other people uh, releasing players that they shouldn't and us picking up players that were released that were starting to get hot through injury, I feel like uh, we're the best coach team in the league, and we deserve to be here. <laughs> it's so modest and un-PC of you. I mean, I can't echo more of what uh, P-Rez has said. You just put two great minds together. You're going to get a lot of success. I just love it how our, I just found it really interesting for our team this year that we drafted Le'Veon Bell as our first pick, and then in our second round we were able to get Aaron Rodgers, which we all made fun of you about, everybody in the league. But as you guys know, Aaron Rodgers got hurt, and we were able to pick up Carson Wentz, and now we've been riding Carson Wentz until this week of the Super Bowl where Carson Wentz is on the IR. Now we got Aaron Rodgers back. We got the boys are back in town. We got our original crew. I'm loving the mojo that we got going on, and we're looking forward to crushing Bernsey and all his nuts. You know, <laughs> like a nutcracker. Merry Christmas. Yeah, well, it's definitely going to be interesting for you. Aaron Rodgers' first game back against your very own Panthers. Hashtag keep pounding. Yep, you just hope when you uh, when you play a player against your own, uh, you know, team that you love, you just hope that your team just scores more real points than the other team. I know it's always know. it's always a conflict when when fantasy and reality come together. <laughs> I don't foresee uh, no touchdowns for Aaron Rodgers in the game. You know what I do love is that no matter what, we get in that money. <laughs> That's right. You are definitely in the money. So congratulations. Good luck to all the fellas. Good luck to Johnny and Brett on the third place or nothing game. That's a tough one. You know what I mean? At least you guys know that no matter what, you're getting something. Their their game comes down to third place gets money and fourth place gets not nothing. So And you know what? I'm just going to use this money that I'm winning from this championship to buy hats. Of hat. All right, cool. Cool. You do whatever you want with that money, LB. All right, so y'all, we've been. <laughs> Come on, pick- man. That's a, that's a shout out to Hot Shots. Give me a break. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, we've been picking games, three of them every single episode for the last bunch of episodes. We're picking them up till the end of 2017, which means we only have this episode and one more episode before the end of the year. Six more games to pick. Whoever loses, whoever's the worst at picking games. Is going to end up dressing like a celebrity and taking glamour shots. That celebrity being decided on by the fellas. So with that said, let's get down to these picks here real quick. First pick of the day, all NFL we're going. L.A. Chargers at Kansas City Chiefs. The Chargers are favored by two. Perez. I am going to have to go with a hot hand. Go with our boy from the Carolinas, P. Riv. They've been playing some ball down there. dude. And you know what? I don't even want to say that they are like rolling now because a lot of those games that they lost early, very close, were super close. Lost by field goals, like yep. stupid plays. 
So they very easily just could have been running away with the West with the way that Kansas City's been playing. So I'm going to stick with L.A. I think they're going to win by, you know, probably about, I'm going to say they're going to win by nine. Okay. All right, Dustin, what do you got? Uh, as you guys, as you gentlemen know, I picked the Chiefs to win this division. Um, last time I checked, they're playing this game in Arrowhead. Arrowhead is one of the top uh, home field advantages in the NFL, only number two to the Seattle Seahawks home field advantage. So give me the Chiefs and the points in Arrowhead. Okay, so that sounds good. All right, so I also am going to go ahead and agree with Dustin because somebody has to win this terrible AFC West, and it's not going to be my pick, which was the Raiders at the beginning of the season. Next game, Cincinnati at Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are favored by 11 points. Perez. Man, 11 points is a lot. It's a lot of points. Um, a lot of points. Oh, man. I just, where's it being played at? It's in Minnesota. I'm going to take Minnesota. He's taking Minnesota. I think, I think they're going to be pissed off that they lost to the Panthers and they're going to come out firing on their home field. It's a good possibility. Dustin. I mean, these days, Tombo, it's hard to beat a team by double-digit points. I just don't, you know, as bad as the Cincinnati Bengals are and, and as good as Minnesota is, I just don't, I just feel Bengals are playing pretty good football right now. I think they're going to at least keep it within a touchdown, but they're going to lose. So give me give me the Bengals. All right, he's taking the Bengals and the points. I am going to agree with Perez on this one. I think Minnesota goes ahead and shuts down old ginger Andy Dalton, and I think they they take this game. All right, and then Houston at Jacksonville, last game of the day. Jacksonville is favored by 11.5 points. Perez. Oh, man. I am going to I'm gonna take Jacksonville just because I don't think they're going to let Houston score any points, and I think Jacksonville can score 12 points. <laughs> I, I kind of look at this as I think that uh, they might throw up like a either a shutout or like a three- to six-point game on Houston, so I'm going to take Jacksonville. Wow. Okay. Dustin. I mean – I, I get what you guys are coming from because Tom Savage got hurt and now they had to put in TJ Yates. But you guys are talking like Tom Savage is the truth. I don't really, I, I don't see the. Hey, don't difference. get it twisted. Nobody said that. Uh, I don't think that's what I said at all. I think I said that Houston's not going to be able to score any points. Well, right. I don't think the drop off between TJ Yates and Tom Savage is that substantial. I don't either. They haven't been able to score points with Tom Savage. Okay, Savitt. Dustin, Dustin, in that case, who do you have? I'm taking I'm gonna take the points. I'm gonna I'm gonna I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are gonna win the game, but they're not gonna win by double digit points. It's really hard to win by double digit points in the NFL. I Oh man, I don't. I was gonna wait till the very last minute on this one because this is a lot of points. So I'm uh, taking the tech, I'm taking the Texans in the points. They yeah. still they still have they still have too many weapons with um with Hopkins. Listen, with Lamar Miller, I agree uh, with you. I I don't think TJ Yates is that much of a drop off. I as well, Dustin. I'm going with you on this one. I'm taking Houston. Taking Houston. All right, those are the three it. games. I love it. We're gonna factor in the other fellas' picks, the other fellas that have joined this show. They're all in on this, and we'll keep you updated on our Facebook page at T Bosch and the Fellas. So, real quick, fellas, and this is gonna be a bang out segment. We're playing a really quick role of NFL Fines and Appeal Commission. The three hits in question: Juju Smith Schuster, Poppin Vontez Perfect stands over him, suspended one game. George Ioka over Antonio Brown, direct helmet-to-helmet contact, or maybe not for Antonio Brown's touchdown reception. He had a suspension lifted, just got a heavy fine. And then, of course, we've got the Gronk on Trey White of the Bills. He intercepted a Gronk pass. Gronk comes in with his best people's elbow. 
one game suspension. Now, I think we can all agree that the most egregious thing here is the Gronk hit. Do you guys agree with that? For sure. 100%. Okay. Now, is that something that you expect out of Gronk? Uh, I, I wasn't ridiculously surprised, but I don't know if I would expect it. I mean, usually he spikes footballs and not people. But, <laughs> it's true. Um, it's true. Um, but um, I, I don't. He doesn't have any uh, history of being being dirty. I'll tell you why I don't really expect it, and it's because he's in the Patriots organization. I would, I would love to see what Gronk would have turned out if in, he like, played Cincinnati. for the Dolphins, Cincinnati. Uh, all or, right, yeah. Since no, South, if he lived in South Beach, dude, like what oh, a train wreck he would be. If 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 he wasn't being directed by the 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 perfect administration in New England, uh, who knows what where he'd be now? Okay, the, just real quick, I'm sure I bet both of you think that he deserved more than a one game suspension. How many games do you think he deserved? Period. I want to say four. That way, they could cut it in half and make it two after his appeal. Okay, Dustin, you real quick. I agree with T-Rez, except I think the appeal would probably make it three. I think three would probably be the right suspension for that. Okay, yeah, I, th- I think we, I think everyone thinks that he should have got more than one game. <laughs> you know, I think that if, I think if his name was Indomitian Sue, he would have gotten like at least half a season. Not to go off on a tangent here, but the NFL's real wishy-washy on how they dole out their fines and suspensions. So you that's, know, uh, that's, it's not that's real absolutely, consistent. That's absolutely something yeah. that I promise you they're going to be talking about in the next CBA. Meeting. Absolutely, they should. They absolutely should. All right. Well, so obviously that was the most egregious of these hits. All right. So then between the Smith Schuster hit. And the George Ioka on Antonio Brown hit. Which one do you think was more egregious of those two? Uh, I'll go first, D. I'm going to say Ioka, and I don't really even think that was that egregious. I think he was making initially a football play. I think Ben threw a bad ball. Antonio went low, and Ioka shouldn't have been leading with his helmet like he should, so that's where the penalty lies. Um, I don't think he was intentionally coming in like that to try to get a helmet to helmet. Antonio went low, and... Uh, you know, it happens. So, you know, with him coming into his helmet, he was being foolish, and that's where he should get a suspension. Okay, Dustin. Um, as far as between those two, which was the most egregious, it was the one on, on Antonio Brown for basically all the uh, reasons that Perez just said. And I think it's just really important to reemphasize that that whole play wasn't on the defensive player. It was, it was the ball was thrown in a very very bad spot for a receiver to catch it and left them in a very vulnerable position. So, I mean, I think a lot of that blame can, or some of that blame can go on Ben Roethlisberger. It's just unfortunate that usually the defensive players are the ones that usually get the grunt of the fines and the suspensions when they're not necessarily being trying to be malicious on a play. Yeah, no, that's I, 100% an excellent agree. point. That's an absolute excellent point. You know, I, I do find it interesting that you guys are trying to put the blame on the quarterbacks, but think about the windows that they necessarily have to get into a lot of times. Like, a lot of times, you kind of just have to put it where it's going to go. But, Tombo, I'm not trying to put blame. I'm just trying to retract the blame from the defensive player. Okay, that's fair these enough. Guys, these guys are paid to be fast, strong, big, and play the same way. And when you're coming in at full speed and you have to – react in a moment's notice because you thought a receiver was going here and he decides to go there. What do you, I mean, what do you expect? It's a violent game. You can't take the violence out of it. I do. I totally agree with that. I will say that I do think he launched on Antonio Brown a little bit, but that's neither here nor there. I do. I think that that is the more egregious hit 
between him and Smith-Schuster. But let's all be honest with ourselves. The only reason that we're not putting a whole lot of blame on Smith-Schuster is because it was on Vontez Perfect. <laughs> I mean, come on, let's be honest here. I disagree. It, it, it was his shoulder. It was a legit, I thought it was a good block, honestly. And I don't really care that you walk over a player. I agree. I mean, over it happens all game. the time. Obviously, I, I, I understand that. It happens all the time. But, it, you know, if he, he deserved the suspension, it was for the taunting. And who gets suspended for taunting? You know what I mean? But you know what? Juju came out and said that at the time, he didn't even realize it was perfect until he, until perfect was on the ground. He, like, was standing up and looking over him. And then he was like, oh, shit, here we go. Oh, yep. That's the guy. <laughs> That's and so, the guy. you know what? I think it was a physical football play 10 years ago. I would have voted it number one on uh, Jacked Up. Yeah. I would have voted, voted it number one on Jacked Up this week. I like it. Let's go. I miss I miss Jack. Who who misses Jacked Up, man? I mean, come on, seriously. Yeah, Best seriously. segment of of pre Monday of the pregame show of Monday Night Football. Seriously. Hey, bottom line, these guys get paid millions to do what they do. They know the the risk. And who are we kidding? This is a violent game. Stop trying to take it the violence out of it. Absolutely, I agree. I mean, it's, I'm it's, tired of it. They're trying to a, water down a game. It's never gonna. It's a thin line. It's a thin you know, line. It's but never going to happen. Listen. You're not going to ever make this game safe unless you just put like full padding and like I don't know, man. I'm just I'm I'm, I'm sick of all the. I whining. know. I can tell you're frustrated, PRS. It's okay. It's okay. It's but that's okay because we're going to move on here. I just wanted to get your opinion on these big hits. Kind of get your feelings on the on whether you kind of feel like these players deserved what they got or deserve more, or deserve less. But interesting, fellas. But we are moving on. Well, let's be clear. Perfect definitely deserved that one. Always. I think Perfect deserves everything coming his way. But, gentlemen, it is ACC basketball time, fellas. (laughs) Yeah. Let me explain to the listeners. For years, it was me against the rest of these ACC apologists that I call my friends, all of which root for UNC, Duke, or NC State. Now, look, I get it because so does everyone else on the planet. You guys are super, super original. But I'll give you credit. You're native, so you get a pass. (laughs) <laughs> more important, you're, you're the one who chose to live in North Carolina. Listen, sir. more importantly, I did not make that choice. My parents did. And more I've importantly, apologize for the ACC because we've been we've been taking names for a long time, brother. <laughs> more importantly, I grew up as a Syracuse basketball and Big East fan that got transplanted to this ACC country. <laughs> but luckily for me, when the Big East got blown up a couple of years ago, my boys in Orange landed. Right smack dab in the middle of the ish. Gone are the days of only matching up in the NCAA tournament. Now at least twice a year I get to run my mouth to these Tar Hole and Dookie fans. Life is good. So gentlemen, it's been a fun couple of years being in the same division as you guys. Because before, we were just talking about who was a better team. But now we have like consistent competitive stats to match it up. You know what I'm saying? Welcome to the big boy table. Ah, ah, don't ever hate on the big East. That is big boy basketball right there, sir. I'm not Uh, taking, I'm not taking anything away from the ACC, but the old big East was real man basketball. And that's a fact. You know what else is a fact is that the ACC would never have gotten blown up like that. And the second fact is that it has been fun talking shit to you for the first half. Cause the second half, where are you guys? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we've been to a Final Four as an ACC team. I'm just saying. I love how he just said the old, old biggies. Hey, we've been to a Final Four as an ACC team, so back up. That's really cute. Yeah, all right. So some of the teams that are rooted for by the fellas here, Duke, obviously, they're number four in the nation, got their first ACC loss, the first loss of ACC play against Boston College, which 
Most of us here love. Ryan is the only Duke fan of the fellas. We've got Tar Hole fans and Chris Perez, Dustin Miner, and Alan Burns. Johnny Tabersi, he roots for St. John, so who cares about him? Joe the Money Man, Bauckham, he's an NC State fan. Go Wolfpack. And then you got me here rooting for Syracuse, so we're kind of all over the board. You got Duke in number four. You've got UNC at number seven. You've got NC State. Not ranked, but sitting at eight and two. And then you've got Syracuse, not ranked, sitting at eight and one. Oh, by the way, I hear I, I hear your Syracuse junk talk over there, Perez. We did receive a couple of votes. <laughs> we just, oh, we just so, didn't that's, get that's ranked. Precious. We haven't been ranked since last November. Oh, that's 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 special. But things are on the up and up, sir. We are a hey, very good team. Hey, you guys got a couple of votes. Uh, you guys got a vote? We got a couple of votes. Oh. All right, all right, all right. We're moving on. Hey. Who's the, who's the national champs right now? <laughs> All right, we're moving on real quick. Okay, let's go. They got a couple. They got a couple of banners. <laughs> Dustin, let's let him move on. Okay, we're moving on. <laughs> but answer these questions for me, and I'm pretty sure y'all are going to be homers about this. But who is the best coach in the ACC, Dustin? I'm going with you first. Well, you know, like I told you guys last time um, on the uh, 26th episode. Um, <laughs> Um, that it's all about what are you do for me lately. And since the year 2000, Roy Williams has been to more final fours has won just, and has won more championships. Or I actually, I think the same amount of, um, coach K and, um, that's who I got. You got, um, you got to go with Roy. Okay. He's going with Roy who is seventh on the all times win list, by the way, Perez, who you got, you know, I'm, I'm going to stick with the Homer pick, but it's because it's the truth. Um, okay. And I'm going to stick with Dustin's argument about over the last 17 years, man, since this century, Roy has done more with less. And the reason why I pick Roy is because I pay attention to college basketball more than anything. Basketball is my first, my first love. Okay. I started playing on league since I was four in North Carolina. And I obviously chose a winner. Um, <laughs> but And a front dude, runner, too. No, but the reason why Pires, you root for the Lakers and the Yankees too, right? Well, my dad was a Lakers fan, and most of my friends are from New York. There's all. <laughs> well, no, I was just hey. no, no, I was just making that point real quick. Okay, hey. please go ahead. It's it's the thing, and you know what? He knows people in New York. That's totally legit to be a fan. <laughs> We never had a team here. Of course, I'm going to go with the winner because that's what I do. Everybody down here rooted for the Braves, homie. Um, nah, not that, not this guy. I, I saw it coming. All right, <laughs> all right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you there. I just go ahead. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, I also grew up in the time of Jordan, and he was a Tar Heel. Actually, my first favorite player was James Worthy, who went to Carolina because um, he played for the Lakers. So it all makes sense, right? My dad got me. He was a Lakers fan. He got me into basketball. There you go. But. <laughs> If you watch teams consistently and you see what they're made of, and take, I want I want us all to take this year's team of North Carolina, uh, for instance, like the the teams that Roy has, he he takes a young kind of raw team because you know Coach K is going to get all the recruits, like not all the recruits. We do get recruits, obviously we're Chapel Hill, but he gets like the major league recruits. But Roy gets these guys. He takes walk-ons like Luke May. And they develop. They'll they'll throw a game out in the in the beginning of the season to an idiotic team like Santa Clara, or fucking College of Charleston. Not to mention all the players they import from China. You know, whatever. I'm just saying, like we <laughs> we will. Roy develops his guys, and 
what I see in Roy's teams as opposed to Coach K's teams is that Roy's teams consistently get better in the areas that they're weak at every year. And by the time the tournament comes, he has his boys ready to play some tournament basketball. And that's why he has more Final Fours. And that's what, you know, that's, that's why I picked Carolina. I'm passionate about this, dude. I pay attention. Okay. And, and just to, just to give you some numbers there, Tom, uh, Roy, since uh, the year 2000, Roy Williams has been to seven Final Fours with three titles, and Coach K has only been to four with three titles. Okay. Now Give me all- the guy with more Final Fours, if you, if you don't mind. Okay. Now, with all that said, I am going to go with K for the simple reason. He because he coached LeBron on on the on the uh, dream team. No, it's got listen. This I mean, listen. He's <laughs> an accomplished coach. Obviously, if you give if you say anything less than that, you're just being petty. But listen, I hate Coach K just as much as I hate Roy. So I really have no skin in this game. My boy's Jim Beheim now, but Coach K he sits number one on the all time wins on the all time wins list, dude. Don't give me that garbage. Emmett Smith sits all time on the all time or first in the all time rushing list. And Emmett Smith is not the best running back of all time. I'm sorry. Okay, I, that may be a, no. a good or poor analogy, but Bad you boy. seem yeah, you seem very ba- very babyish about this. No, because, no, because <laughs> dude, everybody puts oh number one, number one, number one. Dude, give me a break. Jack Nicholson was the number one on the all time majors list, but we all know that Tiger Woods is the best golfer of all time. And if he doesn't get there, so what? We know Tiger's the best ever. Okay. Um. So who do you think? has more NCAA tournament wins between K and Roy. Well, Coach K has been coaching longer than Roy. Is there, So is that your answer to my question? It's obviously Coach K. Okay. He has been coaching 13 more years than Roy, by the way. Oh, great. This, this make this, I'd love to hear this comparison. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm giving you all the facts here. I'm not, listen, like I said, I have no skin in the game, but you guys want to make the argument I'm going to make, I'm going to point it, I'm going to give you all the angles. Roy has 72 tournament wins. K has 20 more than him. Okay. Third place is actually Dean Smith, which credit to you guys, you know. <laughs> this Thank is you. kidding. Hey, this is you. getting better. <laughs> this is like, dude, Tomo, keep telling me how Coach K is so much better than all these stories. And listen, Jim Beheim, Jim Beheim is sitting at tournament wins at 53. So he's fifth. Patino's fourth, by the way, if anybody is it was Beheim interested. Beheim or Boheim, Dustin? It doesn't um, matter. It's, it's bohemian. Listen, Dustin over here can pronounce words however he wants to because that's who he is, and we're just going to let him be who he is. How about that? <laughs> K always has a good program. North Carolina has had some off years. When was the last time you heard of a Duke team having an off year? Um, They had a few off years, Tombo. You guys are Carolina fans. Y'all should know better than me. I don't really know. All I right. mean, I, I don't pay attention to Duke. They don't, they don't really exist to me. Okay, well, my vote. I, I, I'm going to have to stick with my gut. I th- it's got to be K. I think Roy, <laughs> Roy's a good guy. He's a little he's a little hokey for me. But, you know, K's a little nerdy for me. So, you know, everybody, you got to love weird. I'm just, I guess we'll just leave it at that. Now, my next okay, question. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Do you think that Coach K sleeps in full-on flannel pajamas with the cap involved? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, I do. He's kind of like a, a seven door kind like it's, it's more like a, like a 1890s seven dwarf. No, I could totally see him full on like pants, pajamas, button up 
No, no, the I have the full. I think it's more like the gown with the little hat with the ball in the end, and he has like yeah, a, exactly and, all of it. Yeah. I have and, the and, full and image. He's holding a candle. He's holding a candle out, like to try to see himself in the mirror. If you brought in, can't because listen, he's a vampire, and you can't see your reflection because he's dead. He's not has no soul. <laughs> I feel like he grew up working for Scrooge. Oh my God. You, <laughs> listen, I have the image so solidly in my brain. If you brought in a professional sketch artist, I would nail it. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So my next question here. He's the ghost of lacrosse lacrosse house. Oh god. Oh my god. <laughs> that was terrible. He just went there. Yeah, that was terrible. Listen. <laughs> all right. Next question here. Who do you guys think at the end of the regular season when it's all said and done, who's gonna be the top four teams in the ACC? I'm gonna start with Dustin on this one first. Um uh, the way I got uh, shaken out for me, Tombo. I got Carolina <laughs> dominating the ACC this year once again. I have Notre Dame at number two. I have Miami at number three. And I, I was going to put Duke at number four, but since they lost to Boston College, and Boston College is currently number one in the ACC, I'm going to have to put Boston College at number four. <laughs> You're kidding me. <laughs> what kind of ass-backwards thinking? Is? Boston College got a, a lucky win, dude. They've got three losses already. Like, you think Boston College is going to finish? All right, never mind. Your opinion doesn't matter. You've been sh- striking from the record. Perez, who do you think finishes top four? You know, I'm not, I'm not going to go one through four, but I do think the top four uh, will be North Carolina. At Duke. number one, of course. <laughs> no, I actually think Duke will probably finish number one. Because okay. that's what they do. They, they They win regular seasons, but they, you know. Unless they had to, it was too bad they don't have to play Boston College all year long because then they would definitely lose. <laughs> they got they got a they got a they got a tough schedule with with another Boston College game on the on the on the schedule there. So uh, we'll see what happens at Duke, but I, I, I'm still going to favor Boston College in that game. In Cameron, <laughs> oh yeah, Cameron. All um, right, all right. But no, I think. I think Duke will win regular season because that's what they do, and that's why North Carolina has more championships than they do. But um, I'll go Duke, Carolina, Virginia, and Florida State. They're all very well-coached teams. And, dude, I could be very wrong, but ACC is so good, Notre Dame could be in there. It's true. Notre, Notre Dame is a well-coached team. They always like they're scrappy. They're always scrappy, and I like that about them. If I'm gonna that's be, why I got, that's why I got them, man. Listen, if I'm gonna be honest with myself, like if I think, I think if I'm, if I really truly want to be honest with myself, I've got Duke at one, Carolina at two. I'm gonna put, I don't know, Florida State at three, and if I'm again being honest with myself, I'm gonna say either Syracuse or. You know, I'm going to have to agree with Perez on this. Probably Notre Dame. I might flip-flop those for four and five. Um, you know, I, I agree with Perez. They've got, they've always had a strong problem. They play tough. They're well-coached. Um, so my boys might be out of the top four, but we did receive some votes, like I said. So, hey, you know what? One or two votes, maybe 20 votes here in two weeks. Who knows? And we might end up being a ranked team. So, you know, as much as I hate Carolina and I hate Duke, you know, we have Grayson Allen, and he's a little source of entertainment for us. In our last episode, <laughs> uh, we talked about how Grayson Allen definitely belongs in an 80s romantic comedy. And Perez, 
why don't you set that up for us again? What was the question that you had for us last week? <laughs> uh, I believe it was, uh, is he the bully or is he the one that was getting bullied? Yes, yes. In an 80s rom-com, is he the guy pushing the geek down and saying, what you going to do about it, geek? Or is he the geek getting pushed down by the bully being asked? What you going to do about it, geek? <laughs> and we had that up as a poll on our Facebook page. It was really funny. You know, I'm curious, P. You know, you seem to be pretty opinionated about this guy. What else do you think Grayson Allen looks like? Well, in honor of him having a, a big black eye by getting kicked in the face by one of his teammates this week, I, uh, it got <laughs> me thinking. It. Yeah, it got me thinking. Does he look like he belongs in the Cobra Kai dojo and about to get crane kicked in the face by Danielson? <laughs> He does kind of look like that, man. I can, I can picture it. He's a total leader of Cobra Kai, and if, if that fails for him, he can always uh, follow in his daddy's footsteps and become a senator like his dad, Ted Cruz. <laughs> so, are you telling me that you think he looks like Ted Cruz? Is that what you're trying to say? Uh, yeah, I mean, the simulator, the similarities are undeniable. I don't know. I and, think, I think maybe if you put 150 pounds on him, he probably might be Ted Cruz. He kind of has that face, doesn't he? Uh, yeah. Or if he, you know, he could be like his little brother and just ruled Iron Throne like King Joffrey. So <laughs> 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 ridiculous. Like King Joffrey. You really think he's as evil as Joffrey? Uh, I mean, yeah. he plays for Duke, so... You never yeah. know. Yeah, but y'all, yes. are, y'all are just being homers. Let's be honest yes. there. Yes. <laughs> Dustin's over here yelling, yes, definitely as evil as Joffrey. I don't know, man. He maliciously kicks people in the nuts. So he is kind of like Joffrey a little bit. <laughs> exactly. I don't he know. Like he, he looks like he only got on the team because he's related to Kay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Could like a distant, a distant nephew or cousin of, of Coach K. Yeah, I mean, he's not good at that good at basketball, so. <laughs> <laughs> I bet there's a lot of people that watch basketball that would beg to differ from you. Only captain to come off the bench, I guess. Well. <laughs> I'm pretty sure P-Red said in the last episode, the only person that he's ever hated more as a dookie was J.J. Redick. That's a true oh, story. That is probably a true story. <laughs> well, it would, be a, well. It, would, it would be a tie between J.J. Redick and Shane Battier's uh, head. Uh, Shane Battier's head. <laughs> 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 I like I like Shane Battier as a person, but his head has to go, man. Yeah, Those little wrinkles, dude, I yeah, could not yeah, stand man. looking at that crap. It's pretty weird looking. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> All right, y'all, now that we've thoroughly dragged Grayson Allen through the mud, it's officially a wrap, fellas. Episode Deuce Deuce. Check that one off the list. We'll revisit ACC hoops a little further into the season. Thanks to the listeners for hanging out with us as always. Make sure you follow, like, and share us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at T-Bosh and the fellas. And make sure you vote on which one of the fellas Christmas trees you like the most. We're going to have that posted on Facebook and Instagram. We're going to number the trees. All you got to do is vote in the comments section. Tub, tell them where to find you Sunday mornings, homie. Uh, Sunday mornings, 12-15. I um, always go over the, your uh, fantasy sleepers. Now that the fantasy playoffs and the Super Bowls are almost over, I'll just be hyping you up before the Panthers game, give you my little two cents to things I'm looking for the Panthers to do to win. And, uh... Catch me on T-Bosh and the Fellas, Facebook Live. Absolutely, at T-Bosh and the Fellas. P. Reezy, your Grayson Allen hate runs strong, sir. And I do love it. Oh, me too. We'll catch you guys later. (laughs) All right, man. I'm your host and creator, Thomas Bosch, telling you it's the holidays. Go out, have fun, give each other a hug, and damn it, 
be nice to each other. We'll see you on episode 23, y'all.